0: Welcome to Hold Up, a podcast where we explore LGBTQ media from the past and maybe a little bit from the present, and we try to see how it holds up. My name is Grace. I am a trans woman, um, and I use she, her pronouns, and my co-host is Hudson. Hudson, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. How, how are you today?
0: Uh, I, I'm okay. You um, enlightened me as we were starting Um to when we jumped on the call together of some unfortunate news um, from today. That's uh, not the best, but sort of um, the reality of the world that we live in, that it's this comes up quite often.
1: Yeah. um, So I learned through a friend uh, who posted this online that um, another trans woman, um, a black trans woman was murdered, Felicia Harris, and she was shot to death um, in Georgia. And while we do wanna keep this, you know, a really lighthearted podcast, this is kind of the reality that um, trans people, especially black trans people um, deal with. And um, we're gonna include uh, links to organizations that people can donate to that support black trans people. And um, just, you know, we haven't said this on the podcast, but we wanna, you know, let people know black trans lives matter, black, all black lives matter, period that's, that's it, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I echo that statement, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. I think, you know, part of the idea of this podcast was for us to get to explore LGBTQ representation. And especially, I think, for both Hudson and I, uh, trans representation in the media. And I, you know, I think we've sort of, I've sort of talked about how you know we've we've come a long way. Even you know from 2014 being sort of the trans tipping point. This this show this episode that we're going to watch, say Trans American Love Story. When did when, when did it come out, Hudson? Uh, 2008.
1: 2008.
0: Um, and while we have come a long way, and there's acceptance, uh, you know I think broadly in the community, they you know this is the most trans people or gender nonconforming people who have been um, killed in a single year, and we're only in October. So. You know, trying to sort of, you know, come to grips with that reality that, um, you know, we have come a long way. There's there's more acceptance and at the same time, there's um, a lot of hatred and anger in the world and, and you know, that's totally unjustified. So we just want to, I think just up front, wanted to sort of recognize that, you know, as we're recording this, this is the reality of of sort of what's happening in in the world. Especially today, we're talking about a trans dating show.
1: Yeah, um, so... Anyway, on to talk about something a little bit lighter, we are talking about uh, kind of a revolutionary breakthrough show that didn't get its due, um, Trans American Love Story, which premiered on February 11th, 2008. I remember when it premiered, I, it, I was at my mom's house in uh, Westchester, New York, and it was 10 p.m., and because I was 18 at that point, I was allowed to stay up to watch late, later, later night shows, and my mom sat down with me, and we watched the first episode, and this was before I was out even myself as being trans, but I was really excited to watch something you know, queer that was a dating show.
0: Yeah, this, is, this was not on my radar as even a thing that I knew existed. Um, so when you suggested it, I was super excited about it. It's quite the interesting episode we're going to dive into. Um, but just in itself, like the idea that this show would have been created. Um, yeah, it's quite groundbreaking. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to, to talking about it.
1: Yeah, and I, was, I just want to bring up some of the, the shows that kind of came before Trans American Love Story. So in 2004 sky which is um a british tv channel they had a show called there's something about miriam where uh, a group of men um you know vie to date um a beautiful mexican model named miriam and in the final episode it was revealed that she was transgender and uh many of the contestants sued and um there was a lot of controversy with it and sadly um in 2019 miriam uh died under suspicious circumstances um most likely was murdered although it was ruled a suicide uh and uh some uh, some lighter shows were boy meets boy and a shot at love a at tequila which also were dating shows that were lgbt queer ish but kind of had a twist on them they weren't completely queer like boy meets boy they were straight men who were competing um, because they were going to win a cash prize and they're in a shot in love with teal tequila she got to go on dates with both men and women which as a theory isn't like a bad idea for um, a reality show but um, the way it was produced was not that great it was very much in that vein of like the late 2000s trashy MTV reality TV.
0: And, and it had tila tequila on it which might be yeah
1: the yes, the, the, the
0: most questionable decision they made uh about that show but has since um you know posted some stuff online that um you know questionable um yeah. I, I didn't know boy meets boy either but uh yeah anyway uh, you know did you watch um so i you know dating shows are something that would never really appealed to me um they're, they're you know super hetero heteronormative sort of the ones that I'm thinking you know the bachelor um and things like that um in in line with tila tequila i I did start watching are you the one um bef- so their latest season it was uh everybody was sort of mm-hmm. um, uh, sexually like attracted to to anybody really fluid. Men, and, <laughs> men and women yeah sexually fluid i guess yeah' that's the right word so super super fun, super interesting. Um it was a super fun season of the show. I I had been into the show before they had the season and this and then this season um happened. It was it was great. It was really interesting TV. Um you know, you get some people who were kind of coming out as as bi but had never maybe been with a um a man before like a man who had never been with a a man before and sort of tried to explore that. It was, it was really fun, um, TV and I never want them to go back to <laughs> men finding women and women finding men, um, ever again, who knows what their next uh, season of TV will be, but.
1: Yes. And also the most recent season of, um, X on the Beach is full of queer people. There's a, a trans woman, there's a gender fluid person. Um, many, you know, um, men who love men, women who love women. It's, uh, full of queerness and they, they focus mostly on the queerness because all the straight people are really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, So so definitely watch
1: that. If you are looking for some, some fun, trashy, not very problematic um, queer content.
0: (laughs) But this one, this one, trans American love story, just super fascinating from, from the beginning of the episode. I, I did, you know, I wasn't sure because I hadn't seen it whether, it was going to be that they weren't going to tell, like, did they know they were dating um, a trans woman? I'm, and I'm quite happy that, like, you know, that's sort of the premise up front, that they all know that they're dating a trans woman. Although that, you know, there's some questionable casting choices mm-hmm. um, that we can get into. Um, did you know much about Calpernia Adams before? Um, was, she, was she sort of a celebrity? Was she an actress before she got on Trans American Love Story?
1: So she, I think she was more interested in writing is what I understand. So um, her backstory is that she came out um, as trans when she was in the Navy. And sometime later, uh, she, around like 1999, she was working um, as a showgirl where, in Nashville where she met a soldier named Barry Witchell, And they started dating. And then Barry's, um, you know, his fellow soldiers started harassing him for dating a trans woman. And he was ultimately murdered by... Um, his fellow soldiers. That became a, uh, a Showtime movie that starred Lee Pace um, in 2003. Lee Pace played um, Calpurnia, which um, was an interesting choice in my opinion. I, I did watch that movie probably like 11 years ago, so I don't remember it too well, um, but I don't remember it being that great. And, you know, after that, she um, started a a production company with her friend, Andrea James, who also appears in Trans American Love Story. It's called Deep Stealth, and they mostly make educational material about trans and gender variant issues. And they actually both coached Felicity Huffman um, for her role as a trans woman in the, the movie Trans America.
0: Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I really liked Andrea in this episode as well. I mean, I
1: like Calpurnia as
0: well, but they were, I, I, I love the dynamic of having these two trans women be friends and, and her friends sort of being on the show to help guide her um, through sort of this, this journey, I think, especially, I mean, we'll get to it. I mean, t- talking about her um, partner, Barry, who you said, uh, you know, was murdered. I mean, probably one of the most, questionable casting choices on this uh, first season uh, or the season, um, Mark, the the pro wrestler, um, has probably some of the most, the lines that I like winced at the most or his behavior is the most questionable mm-hmm. and yet he probably has the most poignant line in the episode when he's talking about, you know, all us, you know, we're all just straight guys, like tr- trans women or women, like, what you know, who cares, right? Um, so a really interesting dynamic between, you know, just in this episode as a whole but specifically from this one character who you're, you know he's clearly being set up as as one of the major sort of villains uh, of this ep- of this season. We talked about that before. We talked about that last week. Um, you know, a good show often has needs a, a good villain. I I think, yeah, I'm glad that Caperna had her friend Andrew there because yeah. Again, I just I the one thing I struggled with this with this show was whether they should have made some of the casting choices that they did. So specifically. Mark, and, and Blaine mm-hmm. um, or two that I wondered should you even put them on a show like this?
1: Yeah. Um, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. So uh, there are eight men who are uh, vying for Calpurnia's affection, and um, they all kind of get a really quick intro, but a few of them stand out in the first episode. Blaine is definitely one of them. He is a used car salesman with... Um, Cheesy mustache, uh, saying to someone who is trying to rock a mustache right now. Uh, <laughs> and he is very open about the fact in probably his first or second confessional that he only dates transgender women because it gives him um, the best of both worlds, uh, which is, I yikes. Yeah. <laughs> should
0: we, should we again, so I, I go back to the first episode where I talked about, you know, there's things that we're going to sort of like roll our eyes at or we're going to be like, oh my God, like how, you know, why did you say that? Like, And so I think just like stopping down to like, you know, a trans woman, trans women are women. And so there's no like best of both worlds. Like, you know, um, and even like with non-binary people, like the whole point is that it's non-binary. And so I think like some people sometimes think, I, I don't know where to, to go with this, but like, um, I, I don't know. Help me out here. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's just gross because he, he likes women. But he, so it, it, I assume. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit into the, the, the sexual nature. But I assume he enjoys being penetrated by women, and uh, any woman can penetrate anyone of any gender. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're rocking downstairs. <laughs>
0: yeah, he has this gross line at the end where he says he prefers like pre-op um, women. And again, it's just like I don't know. He's, he's not. Although he's like, you know, he comes off as this guy who's sort of saying, well, you know, I, I like trans women. It's in this, you know, there's a term chaser, which is people who specifically, you know, go after trans women. And I think that's sort of the world that that Blaine um would find himself in. And it's in this like fetishy way where you're, it's like not really, I think, for me anyway, not really like, um, you know, validating our gender when you talk about you know that you you know trans women are the best of both worlds it's invalidating um that trans women are women or that trans men are men and that's sort of the issue i have with blaine in this episode and, mm-hmm. and sort of the the comments that he makes throughout the episode
1: yeah and um you know you think it, it gets worse and worse with blaine and it, it kind of reaches you know its apex when he reveals to andrea during kind of like a little uh, icebreaker session that he used to run a trans porn site And obviously that, you know, uh, sets up all the alarm bells in Andrea. And Andrea kind of plays the, I would say, like, um, protective sister to uh, Calpurnia, who can see the men without the googly eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's just so, like, yep, this is, I have this, uh... (laughs) I love later in the episode, the host. um, Alec. Yeah, Alec, Alec when... um, because Blaine says it went under, like his 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 website, yeah. and I was just like, "How did you like not make money from porn? <laughs> like how bad was it?" <laughs> um, which is sort of some fun comic relief. I really liked Alec in uh, the role of of host, uh, but then also having Andrea there. But yeah, Blaine, um, very glad to see him as the first um, suitor to 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 be shown the door. Um, but yeah, I just I I have some questions about whether he should be on the show. And and there are some things again, like when they're all coming in and they're all being introduced and you get these little snippets and they sort of make little comments. And my hope without seeing, having seen the remainder of the episodes is my hope is that they, they do a good job at sort of, um, clarifying some things or, you know, and I think in this episode, like Blaine being the first one to go is actually great. Um, that I, I may be that he was on the show, but at least he's the first person to be um, to not get to eat some chocolate from Calpurnia's hands. Yes. So yeah, yeah.
1: instead of roses, uh, they get fed a piece of chocolate from a um, a, a chocolate heart box. Um, I
0: swear this is like an SNL skit. Yeah. It's like, what would be the thing that we would make fun of like getting a rose? Okay. Let's have them eat like a piece of chocolate right from her hands. (laughs) But no, it's like fully serious. If you don't get a piece of chocolate, you're gone.
1: Yeah. um, But I think, you know, one of the most interesting things about this show is that it was created by world of wonder. And if that sounds familiar to you, they are the production company that, created rupaul's drag race and have literally like opened the floodgates of like non-gender conforming people to mainstream america so it's kind of cool to see you know one of their first reality shows i don't think it was like their first first but it was definitely close to the beginning of them dipping their toes into that because before that they were making like documentaries yeah,
0: I, I mean, I liked the episode. It's just, you know, there's certainly some things that raised my eyebrows, but I, I want to watch the rest. I mean, it, it was pretty fun to, to watch. I think, unfortunately, I think the nature of a show like this, um, like a dating show, is that because you can't, you don't want to forecast who's going to go home, like in the second or third episode, right? Like who's at the bottom of the pecking order, though you can, I would imagine you can kind of guess a little bit. But like, Capernia, after every interaction of her first, like, you know, one-on-one conversation, has to sort of feign interest in all of these guys, (laughs) even if they are, like, displaying the worst um, behavior. Like, Mark is pretty gross and, like, literally only staring at Capernia's breasts the whole time and then acknowledging it and, like, touching her spaghetti straps. And yet she has to sort of, like, at least... A little bit play off like, well, maybe I'm interested in Mark <laughs> or <Poor Capirnia laughs> in this like series of um, men who keep you know coming to have her one on one chat on that on the couch.
1: But I have thought to you a quick question. Do you do you know who Mark is as a
0: wrestler? No, no. I I looked him. I try. I was searching him a bit. I couldn't. I couldn't um, find much information about him. Um, he's not like a well known wrestler. Yeah,
1: Rizzo something is his. Well he, it's funny, he's
0: Razor Rosati or something, which is uh, this is a different person that we talked about last week. Yeah. Razor I, Ramon.
1: I found him yeah, I like on, if you go to the IMDB for Trans American Love Story, you actually can find him and all his credits. And he guys he does a lot of like lucha libre sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's not much about
0: him really on the on the internet. He's not a famous wrestler. I'd never heard of him before. Um, this episode.
1: Yeah, most of the most of the guys, they um kind of were of the uh Mactor, which is a portmanteau of uh, model actor uh like the guy um barry is literally if you go to his imd page he's hundreds of credits where he mostly plays auctioneers <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing that's that's the best
1: and like a lot of these guys yeah they have like acting credits um like the the yoga instructor i can't remember his name like he does like video yoga videos
0: i mean i was you know each of the guys coming in and, and their little comments before there's someone they kept saying transgendered which mm-hmm. typically we say you know trans or transgender is an adjective and transgendered is not quite the right um vocabulary to use but so you know i i I was sort of sizing them up. I actually thought before that all the men were going to be trans men. That's actually what I thought the show might have been. So I was actually surprised when it was mostly cis men. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can tell that they're not, you know, sort of the typical crew of people who would, um, you know, be cast on a sort of dating show. They're, they're sort of an, an oddball group compared to to other shows you would see. But it couldn't have been easy. Like I was thinking about Mark and being on the show and sort of the comments he's making. It it wouldn't have been easy to be, um, t- to sort of be on the on this type of show at the time. Like mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't have. You you know you, your family would sort of second guess your, um, question. It they highlight <laughs> that we we get some family visits later, which I you know I just want to watch the rest of the
1: yeah. show. But, yeah, uh, yeah, And it, the what's really interesting is that a lot of these guys you can't find their last names anywhere. Um, I have been Googling this show like crazy i've gone past page one of google that's how much i've been (laughs) searching and i only can get the the last names of uh barry jim and um mark everyone else is you know they could they probably can go through their lives without anyone knowing they were on this television show um which is also an interesting thing to think about did they do this to protect those guys' uh, privacy Uh, because it is so taboo to date trans women? Or was it just a sign of the times that in the early 2000s, or it wasn't even early 2000s, in 2008, you're not going to be able to look up all the information about a reality TV star?
0: Yeah, it's sort of, I guess, I mean, yeah, I I mean, the internet's been around since, like, you know, the 90s, but I guess people's profiles and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting that, you know, the group of people that they... They have i didn't know that you, you know a lot of them are um pretty anonymous you can't find them on the the internet
1: but yeah the only one who seems to be like in the news still is jim and um jim happens to be the one trans man who is on the cast and he chose probably the most stealth trans name i could <laughs> think of so uh for transgender people if uh, you don't know. Uh, stealth is when you are uh, living without people knowing that you are transgender. And a lot of trans guys choose names that kind of make it a little obvious that they are trans. Myself included. Hudson is not a common name for people in their 30s. It's common for People in third grade. Um, <laughs> same with the like. I know a ton of Aiden's and Jaden's and Caden's and Braden's.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Aid Yeah, yeah, Aiden's. <laughs> yeah, Aydens, yeah. Uh,
1: and it's kind of a, a joke that uh, trans guys pick the worst names, <laughs> and that you can spot a trans guy by just seeing what his name is.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I pick. I just picked something that was close to my my old name which is like in retrospect now it's like oh i could have picked anything in the world (laughs) how often do you get to pick your own name um maybe with my middle name i'll I'll, I'll... i've never actually like officially changed my middle name so um maybe i'll come up with something you know fun but
1: there you go yeah um but jim is such a boring name like (laughs) like it's such like a straight old guy's name and it so that's why i think it's like a perfect stealth name but um jim is pretty open about the fact that he's trans like right from the get-go um he lets calpurnia know um moments into their um first one-on-one when she asks him if he's ever dated another trans person and he comes out to her um and my i think one of the more interesting parts of that episode is that when calpurnia is debriefing with andrea the next day she tells Andrea, she's like, you know, Jim said it's okay to tell um, you that he's also transgender. And, you know, I was kind of taken aback by by that. And does that make me a hypocrite? Because, you know, I've never dated a trans man. And it's it's something that's often discussed within the trans community. You know, there are trans people who won't date other trans people. um, And there are trans people who exclusively date other trans people. And it was really fun to see that being discussed on a cable television show.
0: Yeah, it was the most fascinating, I think part of the episode for me was the dynamic between Jim and Calpurnia. Um, I mean, I, I don't feel super great about sort of the storyline. They seem to be sort of setting up with Jim and the rest of the guys. Um, but I loved just hearing this, like, like Calpurnia just being like, I don't know. Am I a hypocrite for maybe not wanting to date a trans man? Um so that to me was one of the most interesting parts of this of this episode.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward. There's going to be discussion of the fact that he does not have, not, has not at that point had any sort of um, lower surgery, and uh, that's, I think, um, you know, gives Calpurnia some pause. But while, as I said before, anyone who does not have a natal penetrating tool. <laughs> <laughs> can penetrate with 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 (laughs) add-ons. Hudson,
0: my mom listens to this this podcast. That's fine, that's fine. Well,
1: you know, hi mom. (laughs) My mom does not listen to this podcast, which is funny because she watched the show with me and she was like, Jim is very attractive. And I'm like, Jim is a trans man. And she's like, you know, I've always liked guys with more feminine features.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 they talk about this. I, I did like uh, Jim's line when they all have to wear the underwear. Um, you know, and I, again, I don't, I don't love the part about like, you know, there's so much storyline about that you can see foreshadowing in the preview about genitalia and stuff like that. But um, when he's like, I've never, you know, it's so ironic that I was so happy to see a skirt. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was quite funny. That's the type of joke I think like, like I would make, um, uh, yeah, so...
1: Yeah, Jim um, was kind of the star of the episode. My Like, he had the best yeah. confessionals. Um, he felt the most... I think he was the most comfortable being interviewed. Uh, he was. He came off very natural. Um, he does have a bit of conflict with the other guys because they're they're kind of almost hinting at that they went through his bag and Yeah, I didn't, I didn't testosterone. get
0: that at all, but um, that, I think Jim sort of jumps... T- I don't know if Jim jumps to that conclusion or they are hinting at it, but yeah, he seems to believe that they have found medication in his in his bag.
1: Yeah, and the thing about um testosterone is that uh in the US, you can only take it in certain ways and uh the most common is through an injection. So it's not like they would have found a bag of pills because in right. in the US you can't get a testosterone pill. Right?
0: Yeah, Jim was Jim was I think yeah, you know, I, th- I think Jim just came off as the most genuine mm-hmm. in the episode. And I think that that is, you know, when you're talking about that this cast is probably, you know, primarily a bunch of mactors. Um, that Jim seems to be maybe be the one of the few people who's there not to try and get famous. Uh, or at least that's the way it comes off. But also you're talking about how Jim is in is one of the people you can sort of find. And so maybe I'm wrong about that, that, that Jim did see it sort of as some sort of platform, but that's the impression I got from, from the first episode.
1: I, I do think he wanted it as a platform to be like, um, like a trans role model, um, not, in, not to be like right. an actor. Um, because when I Googled his name, um, what came up were kind of these Daily Mail articles where he was interviewed about uh, marrying a transgender woman and then the two of them uh, adopting a baby. And so I found that kind of interesting that he does. He spoke to a, a tabloid about um, those kind of personal things. And Daily Mail is not very um, respectful when it comes to definitely not uh, talking about trans people. Like his his wife, they kept referring to her as her name and then formally her dead name.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> that sucks there's just if, if folks like you know people who are cis or yeah who are out there and wondering like you just don't really ever need to know uh a trans person's dead name or their dead name is the the name we would give to um your birth name or whatever there's no real need for you to know it it's information that um is is useless for you to have because we we never want you to, to call us by that name exactly so you don't need to ask you don't need to to know there's no reason to know
1: um so yeah he's 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 out there he has he's a he had a he did a video blog for a little while uh, it hasn't been active in like eight years but um we we'll, we'll put it in the show notes if you want to learn more about him um it's all public uh you know cute stuff uh where he's kind of talking about either the show or about his life um but yeah, like I said, like since twenty twelve, there hasn't been a single post on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's different. Maybe wanting to be sort of the a trans folks. I mean, I also wonder how much of it is being on a show, and, and this is a bit, you know, it's hard to to parse it because you know he would have been on the show knowing that it was like a trans dating show. But how much of that sort of comes as a result of being on a, a television show? Um, because you know, we look at. Um, what happened Again, Hudson and I are big reality show fans, and, and on an episode of Survivor, Zeke Smith is um, a trans man who gets outed on the show, basically, and his other castmates don't know he's trans, and then another contestant um, outs him, and he sort of said um, that he didn't want to be out, but... You know, as a result, he's now been able to use that as a platform to sort of, you know, speak about it and speak about trans issues and sort of be a role model and and, and be that person. But he didn't want to yeah. be that person, um, but was sort of forced to be in that um, position. So, I mean, hard, hard to know.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, So I mean, there's not much else going on in the episode. There are a few other um, people who kind of stand out. Um, there's the piece of white bread i can't remember his name mike
0: yeah mike they all the guys the 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 guys who kind of like get picked in the middle all sort of there's mike and rich and um is there uh, yeah
1: oh yeah and i i have to mention they're all white oh yeah they're Which all is white. a little weird um yeah eight white did you, men
0: did you the comment i mean uh again the host uh, is it alex
1: alec alec mappa
0: Alec. He can make, I mean, he's. but when he talks about, like, he's there to, like, tease the Filipino, like, housekeeper, I was like, at least have, to, like, you're the host. Like, you know, at least say you're the host. I mean, I, I guess he's a comedian, so he's just making a joke, but. Um,
1: yeah, but, um, yeah, there's, like, uh, yeah, all these other guys who are kind of filler. Um, you kind of know that, like, there's going to be, um, Mark's going to get a lot of confessionals. Jim's probably going to get a lot of confessionals. And,. Whoever is going to be the winner, which is a big question mark right now, because I don't I accidentally just re spoiled myself, but I couldn't remember when I was watching the episode and I couldn't tell from watching the first episode who was going to win.
0: Yeah, I, I spoiled myself because like, I was I wanted to read through the Wikipedia Wikipedia page for some some stuff. So if, if you're going to if you plan on watching the rest of the show, don't uh, that it's very quick into the Wikipedia article that you can you'll spoil yourself on the winner. But I would not say it was obvious um, from this episode. Episode one
1: yeah um and like you know the whole episode is very like standard um i would say dating show fair it's like they have a little like party where it's arabian nights themed which also is a little yikes and all the men are dressed in you know they're bare chested in thongs or in skirts and they're being uh given orders by calpurnia you know feed me put something in my mouth fan me fill up my drink while you dance um sort of things and then she leaves and has like a hidden camera set up with andrea where they watch <laughs> what the men yeah. do when she leaves and you know they're they're being gross um but other than barry, that we need to yeah.
0: specifically call up barry who like literally like picks up a woman and runs out of the tent and then makes a confessional. Is like, well, when the, like, you know, when they're out of food at the buffet, you got to get the next best thing or something. I was like, that is so gross. Like yeah. Barry, come on. That's disgusting.
1: When they take away the prime rib, oh, yeah, the you, you, you got to grab the turkey is what he said.
0: That's so gross, man. That's so gross. Um,
1: yeah. And I, the, what I really wish this, this, this show has had almost no, not, there's almost nothing on the internet for this show. Like, I found one medium article that was written a few years ago where someone said it was ahead of its time, but it was short. It wasn't critical in any way. It wasn't, it wasn't really that much of a retrospective and everything else is like me going through Calpurnia's blog from 2008 (laughs) to find any information about this show. It's so like, it's been buried. Um, Like I remember it was on Netflix streaming in the U S in 2008 when I guess Netflix and Logo had a deal because all the weird net, like Logo shows that got one season were streamable back then.
0: Right, it won uh, the GLAAD Award for the best reality TV show at the time. I I mean,
1: oh, I, um... well, tied with oh, tied it tied with I want to work for Diddy, which Laverne Cox was featured oh. on.
0: Um, I I think as a show that. Like again, my, my, my like critiques of the show is a lot with like the people that they chose to put on the show. I have to say, as like, I was so happy for Caperna with, with this just being a thing. And you showed me a video. You shared a video. We'll share it in the show notes of Caperna sort of vlogging after the premiere of the show. But I just think this is like, as a trans person, I would never imagine that I would ever be on a show where like people are sort of vying to be with, with me. Um, or, or vying for my attention. And I think just like, you know, her strolling up in the, in the, in the horse drawn carriage and, um, you know, I, you know, the party is a bit weird, but sort of all these like people vying for her attention. And I think I saw something where she said like, she was never looking at this show as like, I'm going to get married to the winner. She was like, they want to put me on a reality show, like a dating show. Yeah, like I'll do it. Like this will be fun, um, and I sort of just love that. For for like this is like not an experience that um, there's probably only one trans woman who's ever got to do this, right? Like in America, um, is be the person that people are vying over on a reality show. Like we're never going to see a Bachelor season with like a trans woman. Um, yeah. So from that perspective, I I loved it. I I and I loved it for Caperna
1: yeah i i agree it's just it's really nice to see trans happiness um yeah because even Calpurnia's story has you know tragic elements to it but here she gets to just live her best life be uh you know adored by men who want to be with her it it's 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 refreshing to to say the least and that's
0: that's what i loved it. it was refreshing yeah
1: yeah i don't really have much else to say about the show to be honest you know it's it was you know standard 44 minutes episode and it kind of went through the numbers and that was about it
0: oh line of the episode for me was rich is the yoga instructor he's the guy who gets picked first and is it andrea or capernia they they say when they're when um the three of them uh capernia, andrea and alec are all like debriefing all the all the men and like kind of like you know who are you think you know what are you thinking and she, yeah rich he, he kind of looks like a guy from like a razor like a shaving commercial <laughs> it's like yeah that's like exactly right that's like uh that's exactly what he looks like yeah
1: he's um, great like he's like the guy like he wakes up and he already has like half a beard ready to go yeah yeah um, very very prominent stubble <laughs> yes very chiseled anyway. jawline he was very like clark kent-esque in that way or like just like yeah. model looking yeah,
0: I yeah. love I love that one. I <laughs> thought that scene was very fun. The three of them sort of like gossiping about all the boys. I thought that was um, that was fun. Anyway, it was a really fun episode. I, well, should we we could ask does Does the episode hold up?
1: It holds up in ways. I would say I would say it holds up in the fact that that um, Calpurnia is just Calpurnia. They don't go into like being like here's a baby photo of Calpurnia as a baby. Mm. Like look, Calpurnia was not is like born a woman. Um, and they they don't really sensationalize like her gender that much.
0: The only, the only line that like, you know, spiked my eyebrows was, um, like she says, I've, I've something like, I've had all the, Mm -hmm. I've I've finished my transition or whatever. And I'm a woman from head to toe. That was sort of the only thing that, like caught my eye and i do wonder again like that scene where she's has after every one-on-one conversation has to like feign some interest even in the guys who she might kick off the next episode how much of the the narrative it it did feel like it felt quite cheesy and felt like they were being sort of fed lines even when she's just hanging out with with andrea um so i wonder how much sort of control she had over like some of the stuff that she got to to say or or was whether it was asked Mm -hmm. to to say certain lines that was the only thing for me with copernia's um, depiction was was that one line, and if that's the only thing, that's that's not much.
1: Yeah, the yeah the the men on the other hand. We yeah. um, I I think that if we had a drinking game where we took a shot every single time someone said transgendered or used transgender as a noun, I think we'd be drunk within the first five minutes of the episode. Like yeah. it is just these men like explaining why they're attracted to trans women or if they've had experiences with trans women in kind of a fetishy way. Like, because she's she's different from a cis woman. While technically, yes, she is. She is still a woman. And I don't know, she's a beautiful woman. And if you didn't know she was trans, you would be drooling over her regardless. Like
0: (laughs) They say that about, someone says it about Andrea as well. They're like, I would have never known Mm -hmm. she was trans. And it's like... Okay. Cool. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I think if we if we had the drinking game and you just cringed, like anytime you like cringed when someone said something, we we would have taken eight drinks for every time one of the men was introduced. Like, it, it it's a lot. It was it was a lot.
1: Yeah. And oh god. I oh I did have something I wanted to say, but I can't remember. Just cut this part out. <laughs>
0: well, well, you know, it was like this, like thing between some of them wanting to like make sure that like they you know we knew we were aware that like they're okay with dating a trans woman and they see trans women as women with other people sort of like conflating trans women with like somehow being bisexual Mm -hmm. and like you know well i'm into men and women so like yeah i'll date a trans woman which like you know doesn't really make sense there was the scene who was it jim someone someone came in and like was like everyone was afraid of the pink bed sheet but i just tore it off and put on my fur blanket and it's like what message are you even trying to like get across like it's some sort of like homophobic but then you're like you want to put your fur blanket on like i don't i just didn't well i just don't understand i think most of these men
1: (laughs) there was there was definitely some toxic masculinity uh like mark did not feel comfortable touching other guys like not even in like a sexual way just like them being Um, you know, kind of half naked and like accidentally brushing against each other was like uncomfortable for Mark. And I feel like he had to like put on that like macho-ness because he felt like his like sexuality or his um, identity was being threatened by having an attraction to Calpurnia. Which
0: was so interesting because I think he has the one line of the episode that I'm like, yeah, when he's like, a lot of people like feel like there's a stigma to dating a trans woman and like there shouldn't be because like, you know, trans women are women. He's like, we're just a bunch of straight guys who are, you know, attracted to this, this woman. And like, then Mark is also marked with the rest of the episode. It's was like, are you the same person? Have you been inhabited by an alien for like two seconds?
1: Yeah. And like. If this show was aired today, like these men's twitters would just be decimated. Like, yeah. like I can't believe, like you are transphobic. All the terrible things you say, or you're a chaser. Like, if this were made today, um, I think I think it would it would star like Kim Petra. Um, <laughs> is she eighteen? Is she not? 18? I don't know how old she is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it would star. You know, I, she's like the first trans woman I can think of who's kind of younger. You know. Um, she,
0: yeah, she's born in 1992, so. Yo, she is. So you're okay. younger than me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she was, like, young. Yeah, uh, I thought she was pretty, quite young, too. But
1: she came out really young. That's why I think um, Yes. But so I feel like it would start someone like Kim Petra's, and, like, all the guys would be, like, super woke, but, like, some of them, like, very, like, faux woke, where, like, they would definitely yeah. say something fucked up, but because, like, they know the language and they don't want to get, like, killed by Twitter, they're gonna, like, be cool about it. And there would definitely be some chasers who, like, just know how to like be like i'm not like other chasers um in the cast
0: (laughs) yeah i think the thing i felt like and whether this holds up to me it's it's i i do need to watch the rest of the episodes and not only because like i need to because i really need to see what else happens in this season but i think also there's so much like i wish i think a show that was created now so the same show it aired today and it sort of you know has the same cast or whatever there would be a bit more i think of like a scene where Calpurnia could explain exactly what's sort of wrong with Blaine's behavior. Mm-hmm. We, we just don't really get that. There's this gross sign at the end where he's like, well, I'll just go back to my ex-girlfriend. Like, I know my ex-girlfriend will take me back. <laughs> it's just like, okay, man. Like, okay, stroke your ego a bit. <sighs> but I, I I think that that's what we would sort of get is a little bit more like people, again, like people can mess up. And my hope for the rest of this season is that there's a bit – um. I don't want to say hand-holding, but there's a bit of explanation mm-hmm. or like acknowledgement why some of their behavior or what they're saying, it like doesn't make sense or, you know, why we, we raise our eyebrows at it. And so that's what I hope for the rest of the, um, of the season, but I haven't watched it. So I don't know.
1: I don't remember it to be honest. like cause I watched just you know, 12 years ago, but luckily for anyone who does want to continue watching the show, it is available to purchase on Amazon, $2 per episode. And I know not everyone wants to support Amazon. They do a lot of shitty stuff. And if you really, really want to watch these episodes and you have the means, you can send us a DM after making a donation for $14, which is how much it would cost you to buy the episodes on Amazon, to any sort of organization that helps Black trans people. We'll link link some in the show notes, and we'll send you all the rest of the episodes. Um, We'll keep doing that as long as um, we don't get shut down by, you know, World of Wonder. Uh, Because we do want people to be able to experience this. Uh, cuz it is a relic and it is very interesting and like uh by the time this episode comes out we will have that ready to go so yeah just like i said send us a dm with like screenshots say, like here donate 14 bucks to glitz which is a black trans organization um or any of the other ones we link below or one that is you know uh relevant to your community and we'll just that link will come straight to you
0: yeah i think that's uh uh Great idea! I'm very much looking forward to watching the rest. And because we're only talking about the first episode, if you want to chat with us about the rest of the episodes, I'm sure there is a lot to talk about um, with the next episode. So yeah,
1: maybe we'll come episode. back to this. Maybe we'll go in the future do like a whole season retrospective. Who knows?
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more that we could talk about. Yeah, with, uh, there's there's eight episodes, right? Yes. Yeah. So we yeah we we are just scratching the surface.
1: And I honestly don't know why the first episode is not available online. Like that just is so weird because I was thinking, oh, it probably has some like licensed music in it and that's why they don't have it. But no, it's like uses no. that kind of generic, um, you know, reality television music that I'm, I sh- I'm sure is going to be prevalent throughout the rest of the season. So maybe it's,
0: maybe like Blaine has a cease and desist on this, on this episode or something. That's possible. It's like, nobody can see me. what I say? In
1: this <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, that that actually makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so next week, do you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Yeah.
0: so this is an episode that I think when we sort of have talked about what our what holdup was going to be, I think this is probably the episode that, that first sort of comes to mind for people. So we are going to talk about um, the show Ellen, and we're going to talk about Ellen DeGeneres and her coming out episode. It's called The Puppy Episode. It is available. I think Daily Motion has it. It's a two-part episode ellen was like a 22 minute like sitcom but this is a two-parter um yeah it's ellen's ellen's coming out episode which i think yeah a lot of people suggested actually we got a shout out on uh new girl old guy from ali and akiva and this is uh sort of the first thing that that they suggested Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah and like like ray said uh so it's there's not really anywhere to stream it legally but uh, Daily Motion definitely has the episodes um, on there. If you really can't find it, we, you can DM us and we'll send you a link to it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Ellen has been um, in the news a lot recently. Mm-hmm. So I think looking back at sort of what is considered probably one of the most groundbreaking episodes of, of television for LGBTQ representation And seeing what Ellen is up to now is going to be very fun to chat about.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to rewatch the episode and relive my teenage lesbian feelings that I had when I first saw it.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, yeah, tweet at us. You follow us um, on Twitter at holduppodcast, which is uh, with one P um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at hi from grace. Where can people find you, Hudson?
1: Right. So you can also follow the podcast on Instagram. Uh, it is also hold up Podcast with one P. And uh, I'm also on Instagram. My name is kind of hard to spell on there. You can find it in the show notes, or uh, it's also linked in the bio of our Instagram. Also on our Instagram, we are going to be linking a bunch of resources uh, to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, Black Trans Lives specifically. Uh, so if you can't Uh, find that information on your own. We will have it available for you.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We will see you next week. Black trans lives matter.
1: Yes, they do. Bye.